So Vegas is the spot, but it's not the only spot where NFL news is taking place. Plenty more occurring in our nation's capital the last couple of weeks. We will get to that in just a little bit here in the fast lane. But first of all, we do get a check in for what the vibe is like out in Las Vegas with Candy Waller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment, Bowie TV. You know her from our Monday editions of the Fast Lane when she helps us covering the Commonwealth with our quick hitter segments. But we got a chance to go into greater depth of what it's like out there. Boots on the ground out in Las Vegas. Seawall, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I, I, we don't always just ask, how are you and how are things going? But this is Vegas for the Super Bowl. So we will include that blanket open-ended question of how are things out there in Vegas for this event? Things are very busy already at the top of the week. Um, it's a lot going on. Vegas is clearly ready for the big game on Sunday. Um, and, and so far, so good. For Vegas as a site, it's early. We haven't seen the game itself. But you've been at a number of these events for Bowie TV and Seawall Sports. How would you compare the way the setup is out in Vegas for the fan experience, the amenities, and everything that goes into the Super Bowl as far as the hype and the excitement and the celebrities and parties and everything else? Well, so far from what I can tell, the city has just totally embraced the fact that this is the inaugural Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I mean, you go, you walk past every single store, every single shop has Super Bowl signs. They have Super Bowl deals. They're having events. And so the city is just as pumped as everybody else that's traveling into the city to catch the game or just enjoy the festivities. So Las Vegas is, is, is already a, a happening town and a fun place, but they have certainly embraced this opportunity to host um, everyone coming to enjoy the week. Seawall Sports, Bowie TV, or where you can keep up with Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment, who's with us in the fast lane. Seawall, um, the event itself for NASCAR, um, did you notice that in the pandemic seasons, obviously 2021, early 2021, there really wasn't much of anything for a radio row, and 2022 it was kind of getting back to normal. Is this greater in terms of the attention around this event than in prior Super Bowls before the pandemic? And if so, how much of it is related to particularly a certain celebrity tied to the Kansas City Chiefs? I think it's definitely tied to um, the magnitude of this being the inaugural Super Bowl at such a, a big city like Las Vegas, or a big, I should say, popular city as Las Vegas. What we were told on Radio Row that this was a record-breaking year for the number of media outlets that wanted to be on Radio Row and wanted to take a part in this historic event. So I think that that says alone that they are going to be expecting a lot of traffic and a lot of popular people coming through Vegas this week. Seawall, the atmosphere out there is one thing. The game vibe itself, and we'll get more into predictions officially in a moment. What's the sentiment that you've gotten in terms of which team is favored, which team is more likely to win, or is it the dichotomy of roster versus superstar talent? I'm going to tell you, it is so interesting that after all these years, um, the Kansas City Chiefs still seem to be favored in this game in terms of the fans that were in attendance last night at opening night, um, the number of media that was around to interview uh, Coach Andy Reid and the players, 
Um, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers got a lot of press as well, but the Kansas City Chiefs are, are still looking like they are the top um, contender because folks just don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes at this time. Um, so it still looks like it's, it's the Chiefs. Uh, they are the favorite around here. Chiefs, most people expect that, at least from the sentiment you've got out in Las Vegas about Kansas City. What advantage have you noticed that they might have as this week continues to mount up over a San Francisco team? A number of these guys were on that iteration that made it a few years ago and lost to Kansas City and Miami. But the Chiefs have been so often, not to mention they've been surrounded by all the Taylor Swift type, that the appeal and the attention you would think is something they're more prepared to navigate? Is that reasonable or not? Well, I mean, I think it's just what I've continued to hear and what folks have been continuing to say is do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's almost like, remember when Tom Brady was playing? And not that I'm trying to play comparisons, but I will say this. It was always tough to bet against a Tom Brady in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs. Something about him would just turn on and the rest of the team would follow suit. That seems to be the same kind of synergy that's surrounding a Patrick Mahomes. Sound like he just makes things happen and the team just follows suit. That's that's the kind of energy it is. So we'll have to see what Coach uh, Kyle Shanahan and his San Francisco 49ers are going to do to try to get uh, Patrick Mahomes' head out of the game early. Because it sure does seem like they've been here before and they're ready to win like they have before as well. Seawall Sports and Entertainment and Bowie TV are places where you can keep up with Candy Waller's work, and she is with us once again here in the fast lane. Seawall, um, the, the vibe around this, is it as outlandish as people would think in terms of the parties and the distractions, or are these teams well enough equipped to handle that where You'll see them having a good time, but it won't be as outlandish as, let's be honest, the pre-camera phone era where there weren't roving reporters everywhere. I don't think it's going to be out, out um, as outlandish. I mean, the teams are, are, are about 20, 25 miles out from the strip in, in terms of where they're staying, and they have very strict schedules. Um, and, of course, they have, you know, uh, uh, curfews and all, all those things, like they would anyway. Um, if they were in any city, but it was, I think they're locked in. I think they are locked in. I think the the kind of fear of is anybody going to go out or hang out a little too long. I think they've gotten some parameters uh, centered around that for sure to ensure that doesn't happen. Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment touching on the Super Bowl with us in the fast lane. Trey, do you have something to add? I was just going to ask. Uh, there were reports of players getting bit by coyotes. You being you, you being safe out there? I'm just you know I'm just. We, we, Are they we, coming we, after you, Candy? We won't. I have not seen any coyotes on the strip. I will say that, but um, <laughs> hopefully they don't veer off too far from the path and do not get uh, in any kind of jams with a coyote. Yeah, I don't think that's something that we want or that you would want or any of us would really like to engage in uh, is interactions <laughs> with those creatures. I just, you know, I, I worry about things. I just, you know, I have, that's important questions in EBS. Just keep your eyes out. I'm here to help. <laughs> Trey Lyle cares about you, Seawall, as of course do I. Just, uh, you know, I'm less worried about the coyotes coming after you in the middle of Las Vegas <laughs> than Trey Apple to be um pivoting away from las vegas the washington commanders since we last mm-hmm. spoke they have in fact named a new head coach in dan quinn they have also mm-hmm. rounded out their staff 
biggest overview part for Dan Quinn was it a bad before we get to the hire itself was it a bad look for the commanders how they got to the Dan Quinn decision with the uh, different report shall we say of how things went awry with Ben Johnson the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions and here's my challenge with the whole thing surrounding around Dan Quinn. You didn't have to wait to hire him. That's the whole thing. And I know that, I mean, hey, was Dan Quinn necessarily uh, Bowie TV's projected pick? No, he wasn't our projected pick at all, not in the top three. Um, I don't think he was many others. However, he gets amazing feedback from the industry, from coaches, staff, players alike. A lot of rave reviews for Dan Quinn. But the challenge with the commander's leadership and how this went down is all of the different second rounds of interviews, like you all mentioned, what happened with Ben Johnson and how all of that went down. If Dan Quinn was your, was your guy up front, then you could have got him. You could have gotten him. And just as quickly as he was able to name his offensive coordinator and his defensive coordinator, all of that could have been done prior to senior ball. So that's my concern with that. Eric Bieniemy didn't have to sit around and wait for you to tell him, okay, we're going to move on. And this, you know, with you not being on the staff, they could have gotten, they could have done this two weeks ago. That's the challenge with the process. We'll have to wait and see how it all works out in the end. But overall, it's the timing of the approach that has the big question mark on it in terms of them hiring Dan Quinn. So you referenced Eric Bieniemy. We're talking pivoting from Super Bowl 58 talk with Candy Waller of Bowie TV, who is out there covering Super Bowl 58, but also she covers the Washington Commanders and is with us in the fast lane. Pivoting away from that seawall to the the other angle of this, or one of the other angles, of Dan Quinn being the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. There's talk about the the Eric Bieniemy angle to that, and we'll get more on the Cliff Kingsbury hire itself and what it means at offensive coordinator. But if Eric Bieniemy was a serious candidate, wouldn't the Commanders have fired Ron Rivera midseason and brought in Eric Bieniemy, or is that another missed opportunity by this ownership group? I think the ownership group um, was always going to give Ron Rivera the year, and they wanted to stick to their word on that. Um, and so that, I think, is just the formality of we gave you our word of giving you the year to see how it goes. It didn't go well, so we're going to move on from you. Um, and, and I really think it's really just that simple, that they just kept their word, that they would give them this year, they wanted to stick to that. So it's more about that than it actually is about any concerns uh, with regards to that. So We've got Dan Quinn, who is now the head coach of the Washington Commanders. It's kind of a lukewarm vibe, if you will, in terms of the Commanders. What are your impressions overall of this hire now that you've had a chance to digest it? I'm going to tell you, I think my impressions overall in terms of the vibe is that folks in the, folks in the leadership staff, they're, they're, happy to, they're happy he's here. Like I said, he gets a lot of great feedback. Last night at opening night, Kyle Shanahan had nothing but amazing things to say about Dan Quinn and said he was totally um, stoked about him getting this opportunity with Washington and he thinks he's going to do great. And so it, it is truly a wait and see. I think he went ahead and, and got some big names in terms of his coordinators. So that tandem there of Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury, and Joe Wood Jr., hey, 
that that could definitely bring about a team that is competitive. I don't know if they'll get as far, you know, into conference championships, but competitiveness, I think they can get that done. Competitive. That's at least something that consistently would be an upgrade for the commanders. Part of that is identifying the right quarterback and pairing him with Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive coordinator who came in. Um, What do you make of the hire of Cliff Kingsbury when he was announced as the offensive coordinator as opposed to retaining an Eric Bieniemy, which I get it, new staff, new approach, or even a guy like Chip Kelly, whose name was mentioned from UCLA? I think the whole speculation around Cliff Kingsbury is tied to Caleb Williams. <laughs> you know, um, that is somebody that he that operated under Cliff Kingsbury's tutelage and mentorship. So I think that what the speculation has already begun and that, hey, if you got to go on Cliff Kingsbury, then clearly you are thinking about bringing on Caleb Williams and um, having him as your quarterback for the, for the for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. Seawall, so to wrap it up on this point, the Washington Commanders, you mentioned the ties of Caleb Williams to Cliff Kingsbury. As it stands right now, most mock drafts project Caleb Williams to go number one to the Chicago Bears. It's, you know... He will go number one. It just depends on which team will draft him. I'm just going to put that out right now. Will it now. be the Bears or will it be the Commanders? Or whoever. Well, it, it, it sounds like there's an opportunity to trade. Trade up to the one. And if that's now, what that would look like for the commanders will be very, very interesting in terms of what would be in that package for them to swap. And of course, they'd have to be willing to go up and make that. Um, are we at the point yet where we look at options if that is too rich for the commanders or if Chicago just says, hey, we're going to stick at number one, it doesn't really matter, we're not trading out of this, uh, and maybe they change their mind and they, of course, can with that pick. Are we at the point of looking at extra options for the commanders of who they might take at number two instead? Yeah, I mean, they could, they could clearly have a very frank conversation like, hey, are you taking Caleb at one? Which I, what I would like to share is that happens more often than people think. You know, these teams, they know each other and they have con- very frank conversations. Hey, what are you going to do? Here's what we want. What do you want? You know, <laughs> what's your plan? And they, and they work it out. It may not be an issue at all. You know, the Bears may pick somebody not named Caleb Williams at one, which would be a surprise, but then everybody knows the commanders are going Caleb Williams at two. Um, there's a lot of different scenarios here that um, I think once we get through combine and, and free agency, we'll, we'll really know more about what the commanders are kind of looking at. There it is. So we've got a few weeks to wait to get more clarity on this whole picture with Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Seawall, thank you for your time on the commanders and the NFL. Enjoy the time out in Las Vegas, and we look forward to chatting again soon. Absolutely. Talk to you guys again soon. Candy Waller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment. When we return, a little bit of your feedback, perhaps, but we'll get into the weeds, the Virginia Tech Hokies and the Liberty Flames and what's happened with them recently on the hardwood. That when we return, this is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.